Hello, and welcome to Mother Daughter Earthcast, a show that will help you navigate the eco world and live a more colorful and conscious life. We'll inform, inspire, and embolden you. And most importantly, we'll have fun along the way to a more planet-caring lifestyle together. I was in love with life. That's how I'd describe it. And then I think like a lot of people, I grew up. So I went from naturally enjoying being alive, being really curious about the world and wanting to take care of it just because I loved it, to feeling like it was something I should do. If we love doing something, we're going to keep on doing it just because we love it. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Mother Daughter Earthcast. I am Mariana. I am the daughter in this dynamic duo. And I'm Jenna Woods, the mother. (laughs) Okay, so today is a super special episode. I can't say I have a favorite because we've loved everyone we've talked to, but y'all are going to especially love today's guest, Suze Wood. She is the most beautifully mindful person I think I've ever met. And she has just amazing insight and the way she views the world and the message that she shares is definitely going to change the way I view the world, I think. And uh, I, and yes. this is, I just, ah, uh, our conversation was amazing, but we shall get into that. In the meantime, mom, what's up with you? Gardening. Isn't that what I always say? That is pretty much. Yeah, I've been gardening. It's <laughs> uh, gotten into fall and this is a great time of the year to plant trees and shrubs in North Texas. And we are going after it. And tell the peeps who is spending the night tonight. <gasps> we get to have our grand puppy Whiskey spend the night tonight. He hasn't spent the night with us. Woo, what, maybe in about a month or two or three? Or I think it's been way more than that. It's been a long time since he spent the night. And Chris and I were missing Whiskey. So we made a request and Mariana and Toby were kind enough to let us borrow whiskey for the night whiskey is always requested by his grandparents always always we i get adore a, the dog a call and text regularly saying <laughs> uh is whiskey coming over today yeah so he um he's lucky and apparently mom already has special treats for him tonight and he's gonna get like a special fancy dinner so yeah. i cooked it last night in so anticipation in, in anticipation what is it <laughs> salmon skins oh geez <laughs> he loves them he loves them and he does love them and we have to mention that for christmas i got chris my husband a magnet for his car that says it's shaped like a bone and it says i love my grand dog so it's true we love and he it's on his car i've seen that magnet a lot recently actually really yeah a lot of people love their grand dogs yeah <laughs> apparently <laughs> it's a cute magnet it is cute um, well, awesome. I know Whiskey's excited. It's very excited. We're ready. Yeah. Well, there's nothing new really on my end to report, so I guess we can just go straight into the announcements. Aww. <laughs> 
We haven't really been doing much. Uh, oh, I oh well, I already said that the other day. Well, it's been a while since we planted our fall veggies, but I've also just been doing a lot of re-landscaping in general. So we planted two pineapple guava trees, aka Fijoa trees. So that was awesome. And we put my little avocado tree in the ground, and hopefully oh, he really? won't. Yes, hopefully he won't completely freeze this year. But I figured he'd probably stay warmer in the ground. Yeah, and you can always cover. Well, I'm uh, I'm definitely going to cover them. But even last year, remember, I covered it and it was in the pot and it still froze. And I didn't know if it was going to come back. But it did. And it looks amazing. And so he's getting settled in the ground. Good. Anyways. Okay. Well, um, before we introduce our amazing guest, who we basically want to be best friends forever with Suze now, <laughs> we can't, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be planning a trip to the UK once COVID is done, just so I can hang out with Suze. <laughs> That's going to happen. <laughs> but anyways, before we introduce her, if this is your first time listening to Mother Daughter Earthcast, welcome. We're so excited you stumbled upon our awesome podcast. <laughs> and if this isn't your first time, thanks for coming back. We love sharing this little, you know, this time to just chat with everybody. We, it's honestly been one of the most fun things that we've done recently with Mother Daughter Earth. Mom, especially, I think is really loving the podcast, even though I put her on the spot sometimes. So anyways, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here with us. I have been enjoying doing the podcast. It's just, as I keep on saying, I'm thoroughly enjoying talking and learning from all these fascinating people we've uh, who've been on our podcast. I'm, I'm learning so much. This is changing the way I live my life. Well, if you are enjoying this podcast as much as we are, <laughs> then please take a second to rate and review us. Honestly, you'd be doing us a solid. It really is going to help us, especially as we grow, get on the map and just have more visibility so other people can hear the, the eco love. So please, five-star rating and an awesome review would be much appreciated. We also, as I've, I know you've heard us say, have an awesome monthly membership where we're creating just an amazing community of like-minded people where we can share all of our knowledge and our experiences, learn together. Mom and I are putting together courses right now. Actually, there's two coming up. One, which is how to be or what is it, mom, your garden as a gateway to a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. It's a fun little, little presentation and course that we whipped up. We didn't whip up. We put a lot of work into it. (laughs) So that's the first one coming out. And then later in the month, hopefully I will be releasing my own course actually, where I'm going to be distilling basically the four years of environmental engineering knowledge into what you need to know to understand the basics on global warming and climate change. And I just think it's super needed because it's just not talked about. And, you know, we can, it's just not necessarily information that we're exposed to unless you look for it. And I'm just going to put this out there. I think I explain things in a very relatable way. So 
You, you do a very good job of that, Mariana. Thanks, Mom. See, it's great to have a cheerleader as a business partner sometimes. Always. <laughs> always your cheerleader. So anyways, that's also coming up. So, and obviously people in the membership have access to all of our courses. Not that I have a favorite part of the membership either because I'm loving everything about it, but the bonus episodes have been rocking. <laughs> I've loved the bonus episodes and not to give too much away about today's episode, but Suze and the two of us had an amazing conversation in the bonus episode. And the three of us shared things that we wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable sharing in a public podcast. And I know Suze for sure shared a, just a phenomenal story with us on how she um, kind of sparked her connection with nature. So it's, it's amazing y'all. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about it here, but it's pretty awesome. And I share about some of my more personal views and, um, experiences. And so the boat, all to this to say the bonus episodes have been awesome. And those are also available to people in the membership. So we have a forum, you can meet other people in the group. And so just lots of awesomeness going on there. So head over to motherdaughterearth.biz, B-I-Z, and you can get all the information and just like the nitty gritty on our membership. And if you want to catch us on the other platforms, we are on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, just search for Mother Daughter Earth. It's pretty much our handle for everything. So I think that's it with the announcements. Mom, I know you're a huge fan of Sue's. So do you want to introduce her? Yes, she is based in the United Kingdom. And her, her posts on Instagram are just so thoughtful and mindful. And I have learned so much from her. And when we were thinking of people we wanted to have on Mother Daughter Earthcast, I told Mariana, we've got to invite ethical cheerleaders. She's just so amazing. So anyway, I think y'all are going to love our time with Suze. Yes, honestly, she just has such a unique perspective on how to care for and love our planet from a perspective of loving life and not necessarily doing the things because you feel like you need to or because you feel guilted into doing whatever it is that you feel like you need to do. She flips that entire life perspective on its head and and instead shares how we should love life first and that leads to caring and that leads to a sustainable way of caring for our planet and just like some of the most amazing insights and conversation pieces that I've had in a long time so man y'all are gonna love this one so we're not gonna keep you from it <laughs> so we're keep keeping the banter short today but stay into the end because Suze definitely shares all the different ways you can get in touch with her and also you don't want to miss any of the awesome insights but she is at ethical cheerleader on Instagram which is how we came across her page and I will obviously put all the links in the show notes so without further ado welcome Suze Wood AKA ethical cheerleader to mother daughter Earthcast. 
as always, I'm just so excited to have Suze Wood on Mother Daughter Earthcast today. And Suze, we met uh, we met her through our Instagram, and yeah. she has an amazing Instagram uh, called Ethical Cheerleader. And I just, I whenever I can't sleep at night, I, I'll curl up in bed and uh, uh, go through uh, the Instagram, and I just love how thoughtful the what you you what you write is so thoughtful and thought and thought provoking and anyway that's what led us to asking you to uh, come on to our podcast and I hope that you will tell us how you got into this and how you started ethical cheerleader Suze Oh, gosh, I would love to so I think I need to go right back to the beginning because I I think I'm like a lot of kids, actually, in that I had a natural curiosity for the world. I loved being out exploring. I had a real love for animals, super curious about like the world at large. I loved getting out those maps and finding out what was happening in different countries. My parents actually supported quite a few international development charities. And, you know, you often get sent magazines about what's going on. I would just pick them up and like go through them. (laughs) Um, yeah I was just I was in love with life that's how I'd describe it and I was also because I you know found the world such an amazing place I naturally wanted to take care of it in fact my parents reminded me only a few weeks ago that one of the first books that I ever chose for myself was a book all about taking care of the planet and this was back in the 80s so I can't imagine there were loads of books (laughs) I don't think so But um, it was, yeah, I was just naturally interested. And then I think like a lot of people, I grew up and there's all these messages you hear from the media and your parents and teachers and peers and religious leaders about how you should be in the world, what you should do, what's important. And I think I inherited this sort of list of shoulds and shouldn'ts. Mm -hmm. And ethical living kind of got absorbed into that. So I went from naturally enjoying being alive, being really curious about the world and wanting to take care of it just because I loved it, to feeling like it was something I should do in the same way that I should try and fit in with my peers or I should work hard at school and try and do well and, you know, get into university and so on. And I don't want to over-dramatise it and say, oh, my life suddenly became very unhappy or, or anything like that. But I think I started carrying this this kind of burden on my shoulders, really, mm-hmm. a heavy sense of responsibility to, to always do the right thing. And then fast forward to my mid-20s, and I was working as a speech and language therapist. That's my kind of background in terms of career. And I had just got married, and we had this opportunity to go traveling. Now, I'd actually wanted to travel for years and years, but I couldn't justify it because it was one of those things that didn't feel like the right thing to do. Hmm. I couldn't see how it would benefit anybody other than myself. So again, it was like, I'd like to do it, but I shouldn't do it. It's not the right thing I should be doing. But it got to the stage where this desire just did not go away. And it built and built and built. And I don't know if you ever have this, 
but you have this desire and it becomes so strong you can't not do it because it's just it's just affecting every other aspect of your life and you find yourself dreaming of it you know it's mother daughter um, earth Suze. <laughs> i was going to ask if it's like that with the podcast or anything it's mm-hmm. a burning desire to just go ahead and uh, thankfully my husband was on board he always knew that i had this desire and so we basically packed in our, our jobs and all these things that I thought I should be doing and had worked towards. And we took six months to, to travel. And Aww. oh my goodness, it was like I was a kid again. I literally felt like I'd fallen back in love with life all over again. My curiosity for the world was just at this new level. And, you know, I think what it was, was that you become so habituated to your surroundings. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't notice the wildlife in your local park because you've seen it so many times mm-hmm. and you're busy thinking about all these things you've got to do or what you've done and you wish you hadn't done. And when you go traveling, there's all this newness. You can't help but notice it because it's new. And I was filled with awe, filled with wonder at landscapes, at plants, at the animals we encountered. I didn't have all these voices, wasn't watching the news, wasn't surrounded by the influence of friends or parents or the workplace, could talk deeply about these things to my husband and to other people I'd met with different perspectives. And I was able to journal. And I I just realized this is the way I want to live. You know, I love life. And now I want to take care of it again, not because it's the right thing, but because it's such it's such an amazing place. And I think that's where the seeds were sown, really, with Ethical Cheerleader. I got back. This was 2007. We must have got back February 2007. And Ethical Living wasn't the trend in the way that it is now. Mm-hmm. And I felt a little bit fringe. I was a little bit embarrassed. I'd heard a lot of people talk about life-changing experiences when they went traveling and had, had probably in the past been quite skeptical. And... I I think I'm a people pleaser. I think that was part of the reason I was living my life according to this strict set of shoulds and shouldn'ts because I wanted everybody to be happy and everybody to like me. And the one thing that I could really have done with at that time was somebody to encourage me and somebody just to say, you're doing good. This is a good path. And fast forward, gosh, 12 years. um, I I came out with Ethical Cheerleader. It took me a long time. There was a lot of... um, it was a big journey between kind of the seeds being sown and eventually thinking, yes, I'm going to launch. But I think that's really where it all began. That um, There is so much about your story that I want to ask you about. And <laughs> there's so many parts of that that I resonate with so deeply. And even you touched on things that mom and I have been talking about just this morning. And I, I'm going to, I know mom actually has so many questions. I'm going to let her keep on track. No, go ahead, Mariana. <laughs> well, I just love the idea that doing it because you love life and not because you need to. And it on so many levels touches on things that we've talked about that I feel as though the environmental world sometimes has so much guilt associated and I hate that and it's also guilt in terms of you're not doing enough you know you're you're not good enough but also guilt in terms of like there's not like you you aren't doing things the right way 
100%. And I hate I hate that concept. Like I don't I, I my mom always says don't use the word hate because <laughs> but I really dislike that concept because I think that everyone can do it differently and the way that it works for them and if but I've never really thought about it from the perspective that you just brought up which is do it because you love you love life and you love where you live. Don't do it yeah. because it's the right thing. Because I think lots of times I'm even stuck in like, I do it because it's the right thing or it's what I studied or it's what I feel like I have a responsibility to do and throw that to the garbage and do it because you love life yes. and you appreciate it. And what's amazing about that, I think there's two things that I love about it. So the first is that it's just it's sustainable in both senses of the words, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we love doing something, we're going to keep on doing it just because we love it. There's that intrinsic motivation and that's always more successful than an external motivation, whether that's, you know, rewards or shoulds and shouldn'ts and so forth. But also it makes it so much more attractive to other people. Mm -hmm. If they see us walking around with, you know, looking really miserable, feeling like we've got the weight of the world on our shoulders, I, it's not going to encourage people in the same way. People are already so overwhelmed just with their day-to-day -day lives. And actually, you know, I think the great thing about ethical living or, or my understanding of ethical living is that it can benefit them and help with those feelings of overwhelm as well as benefit the environment. I actually think it's possible for it to make your life simpler in many ways and certainly more fulfilling and more fun. So... I think it's, yeah, I think it's invaluable in so, so many different ways. And d don't get me wrong, I absolutely still fall into that trap of sometimes doing things because I think I ought. I, I don't think there's any way to avoid that. But when I, I kind of ground myself and I go back to the practices that I, I find really help me love life in terms of valuing it and enjoying it, that's what gets me back on track. And um and it's brilliant. I'm such, such an advocate for it. And honestly, mom is always telling me, have more fun. <laughs> yes, I do. In fact, the was it, I can get wound up a little bit. I think, what was it, day yesterday or day before yesterday, she was doing something. And I said, are you having fun? And whoo, the, the response I got was not fun. <laughs> Suze, when it's your mom, I kept saying like, mom, the more you ask, the less fun I have. <laughs> <laughs> but Mariana gets uh, her whole life. She has been so focused and she'll forget to have fun. And we do need to be having fun. We get one ride on this plush, precious planet. Let's have some fun. Well, and I think our passions and, and fun, essentially, it, it plugs us into our source of love for life. Mm -hmm. So if we're not having fun, if we're not enjoying ourselves, then we're going to find it much harder to love the world in terms of taking care of it. We've got to think it's worth taking care of. It's worth being alive. And, um, but I mean, I must admit I'm the same. I'm naturally quite serious in many ways. So I, I literally have to make myself have fun. You know, I have to set aside time for it. And I will sometimes like have a think about all the things I enjoy and like write in my diary, right, I'm going to do this then because, um, because it is hard and there's so many injustices and inequalities in the world you know the climate crisis is scary you know so it's natural that we're going to feel bogged down and, and want to, to do as much as we can to make a difference um in in that way but i actually think that when we go out and have fun and it, it then changes our perception so we're not doing these things we're not taking care of the planet 
because we're afraid, which I think leads to burnout. Mm-hmm. But we're doing it just because we love the planet. And and my big thing actually is love is unconditional. So everything that I do when it comes to ethical living, I do because I desperately, desperately hope it will make a difference. But more than that, I do it because I love the world. And even if it doesn't make a difference, I'm going to keep on doing it anyway, simply because I love it in the same way that I will take care of my children because I because I love them, you know. And sometimes they might do things that I wish they hadn't done. <laughs> and things don't turn out the way any of us want them to turn out. But I'm not going to stop loving them and taking care of them because of that. If anything, I'm going to take care of them even more because because love is unconditional. And I, I think that helps. And I think that helps prevent burnout and fatigue as well, which often, you know, well, a lot of us encounter that quite frequently, don't we? You, you know what, Suze, I'm listening to you and I'm getting tears She's in my crying. eyes. She's crying. I am. I am. Your message is so powerful and it's so important. It is the love and doing the right thing and how the, I mean, and now I'm getting goosebumps. I mean, really thank you for putting out this message. I I, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking I need to listen to this recording. If not every day, at least once a week (laughs) to keep me on track because it is so easy to get so frustrated sometimes about the things that are not going the way we think they should be going in the world. But let's let's stay on track. Let's have fun. Let's love and we we can make things better. But anyway, I'm thank you. <laughs> so here's a random question. What are some of the things that you do to have fun? Because I know this sounds crazy, but I was talking to um, someone the other day and she was also saying like, make time to have fun. And I had this like weird moment where like, I don't know that I know how anymore, you know, like it's, I'm so focused on, on my purpose and my mission and like my career and of course, like my family and my puppy and, (laughs) but I don't know that I can have I also I had a moment like do I even know how to have fun and play anymore which was sad no I know what you mean and I think this is so common I look back to my childhood so I always go back to what are the things that I really enjoyed when I was a kid and I try to do those so one of my latest ones that I'm just loving is scooting so my son's got a scooter and I love scooting. I have to be careful. I've got a bad back. But again, I used to love roller skating, right? That was just something I loved to do. So I got on his scooter and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I'm actually thinking of getting my own scooter now. Oh, I so want to go scooting. <laughs> I want to so go scooting, scooting with Suze. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's so good. Um, and then writing is another thing that I've made a lot more time of. I, mm. as a kid, I used to go up to my room and, you know, close the curtains, close the door. And I would, I would write. And I, I still do that now. Um, getting outside, traveling has been something that I always enjoyed. And now that I'm okay with indulging my passions, mm. um, I, I do, tra- I mean, not at the moment, I try to travel albeit I can't justify another round the world trip and all the flights that entails but that's a big one for me um singing along to the radio like singing to music that was another thing I used to love as a kid that I make more time for now and and again I think it helps it helps having kids for me 
because they're brilliant at having fun. They uh-huh. live in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, as I say, I think so many children are are brilliant in terms of loving life. They do seem to have this inbuilt curiosity. Mm-hmm. And so they can get lost in looking for four-leaf clovers. And, and that's fun. <laughs> I love that, you know. <laughs> so um, a lot of the time it's actually following their lead. And I find that actually when I really get into it, the things they enjoy are the things that I enjoy that are fun to me as well. That's awesome. I love that. Well, Mariana, you used to love living uh, playing in mud puddles when you were a little girl. <laughs> I would literally wear a bathing. So I grew up on a ranch in Mexico. My this is my dad yeah. is from there. But I would wear a bathing suit all summer. That's all I would wear. My mom would buy me several bathing suits, and I just wore a bathing suit. And anytime I saw a mud puddle, I'd pop <laughs> right in. I'm like, that one's for me. <laughs> yeah, each summer I'd go and buy her like five or six bathing suits. And then we would just, I mean, she might wear multiple bathing suits in one day because she would get them so dirty. <laughs> She just rolled around in, in mud puddles. That was awesome. Brilliant. Well, uh, uh, one of your recent posts on Instagram, you were talking about your motto for your life. And you had a quote that I just, that Mariana and I just loved, which is discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. Yes. Tell us some more about that. That is just fabulous. And also, just FYI, so many times when mom and I touch base in the morning, she'll be like, have you seen what ethical cheerleader posted today? Go to the Instagram <laughs> and see what she wrote because I love it. And I couldn't sleep last night. And I was like, okay, okay, fine, fine. I'll go, I'll go. <laughs> but this, is, this is one of my biggest challenges about ethical living for me is that I find it much more fulfilling. I find it much more fun, but I find it more uncomfortable too. I think when you are living ethically, essentially you're making more conscious decisions. You're informing yourself as much as you can about various topics. And then recognizing that we, you know, we're all biased and we all don't have exposure to every piece of information. We make the decision, the best decision we can in line with our conscience. And a lot of the time, that is very different to those people around us. And it is an unpopular decision. And I find that really, really difficult. And I think, as I said earlier, I recognize that I naturally like to please people and I don't like to do things differently. And that's a motto that I just remind myself of again and again, because I know if I want that meaning fulfillment that I get from Ethica Living, that's a byproduct. I have to accept it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's not easy. I want to be very honest. I don't find it easy. But reminding myself why I'm uncomfortable, holding on to the, to the values behind the decisions that I'm making is incredibly important and helpful to me. So, uh, yeah, that's something I say to myself probably daily, <laughs> maybe several times a day, you know. And um, yeah, I find that very helpful. Well, and for us, it definitely sparked a conversation with my mom and me, which is I find that um, and I I won't go into it too much because we actually might even do a whole solo cast about this. Your quote inspired us. (laughs) But I find that people sometimes get really bogged down in this concept that living sustainably and again, for those of you listening and can't see me I'm doing little air quotes like living sustainably whatever that may mean is difficult and it's hard and it's like inconvenient but really when it boils down to it a I disagree but I think people just find change 
hard and inconvenient, <laughs> but it's, it's the concept that at least for me, this is the way I see it. I'm always trying to learn and grow and do things that are closer to my best or just the best that I can do. And that changes a lot. And in my opinion, especially when you reach a certain age, which is why I, I'm gonna, I love that my mom has a perspective that I don't have, but, and she agrees, like a lot of times when you reach a certain age, it's almost like we stop growing and we stop Mm -hmm. wanting to learn and we give this cop out excuse that, oh, it's hard and it's inconvenient, but no, all it is, is that initial like first time feeling is somewhat uncomfortable, but you're growing and you're learning. And when you stop learning, you start dying. <laughs> I forget, I forget yeah. who said that, but. No, I've heard that too. And I agree a hundred percent. And, and I like what you say as well, because I do think you become more comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. I think there's a lot of truth in that as well. And you're right. It's, it's the beginning where it's difficult, but once you push through that, you don't regret it, do you? You never look back and think, oh, I regret living, you know, acting in line with my conscience there. No, the things you regret are when you decided, well, I'm going to ignore my conscience. I'm not going to do what my daddy's telling me to do. I'm not going to, to, to do what I think is best because I don't want to be uncomfortable. That's what you regret, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and I think when I look at the most meaningful things in my life, they've all involved discomfort, every single one. Often I think that's a sign that you're doing something really meaningful is when it is uncomfortable and challenging. So yeah, I I agree 100% with that. I love that, I love that. And I just love the spin that you put on it. It's so unique. Um, Okay, so we're gonna start, start to wind down ish. Well, hold on, I have one. I have a question. Well, okay, 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 great. You I go. W- you can want- trump my question. <laughs> Just one. I I have one one more thing. In one of your Instagram posts, you were talking about um, promoting environmental political change. That was gonna be my question. Oh, okay. Way to go, mom. You take it away. <laughs> so tell us, how are you promoting environmental political change and? Tell us a little bit more about that, or what and, would you like to add, Mariana? And, yeah, I would add not maybe not just environmental political change, but what causes do you feel are very important right now that you're trying to either learn more about or highlight? Oh, brilliant! That's such a good question. I think honestly, I think I'm driven more by values than causes. I would say that first and foremost. So I think a different periods in my life I've been involved with different causes but I think what's been constant is the values behind that Mm. which for me has always been about equality and compassion I'd say those are my two biggest values and they change and at the moment I can tell you something that I've been thinking a lot about which has been playing on my mind and that's income inequality that's Mm -hmm. something that I'm really really passionate about at the moment but I, I have to be honest, I steer away from talking specifically about any one particular cause um, on Ethical Cheerleader. And, and that's mainly because my passion is really about encouraging people with the causes that they feel drawn to, mm-hmm. rather than feeling like I'm trying to influence somebody to kind of jump on board the cause that I'm currently passionate about. Mm-hmm. That's so incredibly important to me. You know, in the Christian faith tradition, there's that thing about us all being a body, you know, and working together, you know, and so the elbow does the elbow thing and the wrist does the wrist (laughs) thing and all that. And, and that's my big passion when it comes to 
ethical living, I'll root for you, whatever cause you're pursuing right now, whatever is exciting you, wherever you can best use your resources and your gifts, and you can root for me. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I'm quite happy to talk about income inequality, which is something that I'm thinking about at the moment. But I think what I'm most excited about is supporting other people with the causes that they're excited about and together, working together to make the world a better place. I love that. I love causes, not specifically supporting causes, but having them always rooted in values and uh, being so clear important. on what your those key values are for you. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Because I think we often look to to a job or maybe a cause or to a relationship to give us a sense of purpose and direction and, and to make us feel that we're playing our part and, and making the world a better place. And those things are all absolutely brilliant and important. But actually, I think it's, it's who we are that can make the biggest difference. Whatever job we're doing in the morning or whatever relationship we do or don't have, we can wake up in the morning and we can decide, right, how am I going to be compassionate today? Or if it's equality, how am I going to make this world a fairer place today? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what gives us a sense of purpose. And when we focus more on character and who we are, I think that's where the real change happens. I love that. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Well, mom always asks everyone the same question at the end. And I just, it's just super interesting to see the whole spectrum. But before we ask you the question, please tell right. people how they can find more about what you're doing and follow you and possibly even get in touch with you, all of the above, because you are so awesome. And I know everyone <laughs> is going to want more of Sue's. <laughs> So um, I post on Instagram as Ethical Cheerleader. I'm not a very regular poster. Um, like in all the other areas of my life, I use Instagram primarily to have fun and to encourage people. So if I feel like posting, I post. And if I don't, I don't. But I am on there most days. Absolutely love connecting with people and commenting. It's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. And I have a website that hopefully will be up by the time this goes live but I am trying to change a photo on the homepage, and uh, <laughs> me and technology we, we're, we don't go well together so it's taking a while but yes I also have a website which is ethicalcheerleader.com awesome awesome well I just finished rebuilding our website so I totally feel you on the oh, on oh, the difficulties yeah. <laughs> and also you have uh, to post on YouTube I do, I do, which you can get through via my website. Yes, you're right. And I haven't done those for a while either. But yeah, at some point, I'm sure I'll hop back on there. Please do. I really, I I watched your two and I was like, I want more. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, mom, you're up. Okay, the question that we ask everyone, Suze, what do you think is the most important thing that people should do to help reverse global warming and climate change? Yeah biggest the biggest thing people do this is going to sound really cliched now focus on loving life i love it no that's, that's not cliche <laughs> i love it it's like one of the deepest answers we've gotten actually <laughs> <laughs> no that's I, that, actually that's what i would expect you to say <laughs> deep yet simple yeah I yeah love it. i really i really truly believe you know if we love life if we enjoy it if we value it we will naturally do what we can to take care of it. And that will look different to absolutely every single one of us. But what matters is that we're doing it, is that we're, we're loving it and we're taking care of it. 
Yes. And the way you encompass it, I read on one of your posts that, you know, whenever I'm taking care of the environment, it's another way of me taking care of my children and my family and the every everyone on the planet. And it's so true. Yes, it really, It really is. I love that. Do you see my mom is a huge fan? Can you tell? <laughs> she just goes around quoting ethical cheerleader. <laughs> Oh, it's such mutual appreciation. I listened to your, your first podcast, well, a bit, because it was half past 11 at night and I should have been asleep. But I, yeah, I just was like, I'm so excited to come on here. You're so positive and um, it makes such a difference. It really does. I think spreading, maybe not positive, hopeful, you know, spreading this hopeful mm-hmm. message yes. and um, and encouraging people. I think I think that's the way we're going to get there. I really do. Well, we're trying. Thanks so much, Suze, for being on the podcast with us. And next time you travel and we can travel again, if you ever come to Texas, please swing by. I would love to. Likewise. You and your family have a place to stay here because we would love to chat more and have fun in Texas. (laughs) I would love that. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. We have enjoyed every minute of it and uh, can't wait to follow more of your awesome posts and stories and hopefully see more YouTube videos in the future. (laughs) Thank you. Same here. Thanks very much. Thank you.